Welcome to the Huntington School podcast. We've got a very special guest joining us this week. We have Kat and Lyra, who are ex-students uh, and are both, uh, they've both gone on to study music production degrees at university. And Kat's now working in the industry in the real world. So uh, today's edition is based around um, female students in particular studying music technology, but also about the kind of uh, the industry in general and Lyra and Kat's experiences um, in a very male-dominated field so what are we going to talk about first tim well we should probably say we've got no liz with us today either, so it's just me and me and ian today um but that's all right we'll cope um and i think it'd be great actually if we started off by um getting our guest to introduce himself so do you want to go first lyra and just tell us a little bit about your music tech journey if you like yeah of course so uh, i'm lyra i um finished sixth form a couple of years ago and I'm in first year at Huddersfield Uni studying sound engineering and music production. Um, I sort of came to music tech in about year 10. I think um, Liz sort of approached me saying like, do you want to do music tech for Live Lounge? Like, it'd be great for you to shadow someone. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll give it a go. Like, I'd sort of never really considered that side of music before, um, but did it. And was like it was so good. Like it was really really fun. Um, I sort of got like quite a buzz from it. Um, so I, I think I just volunteered from then, or was asked to do it from then. And um, the next year I had my own room. I wasn't shadowing anyone at Live Lounge, and that continued till I left. And then I think I just always thought that it'd be really cool to be a sound engineer. And I did think like female sound engineers, like wow, that would be cool. Like it's just something that sounds cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I applied uh, to study at Huddersfield, and that's where I am now. Cool. So you just, uh, in your first year at Huddersfield? Yes. Right, okay, cool. Just getting going. And then, Kat, you're a few years ahead of that. So do you want to just talk through your journey to date? Uh, so I'm Kat. Uh, I also went to University of Huddersfield, and I studied popular music production. Um, so I first got into music tech, really. Uh, my parents took me to festivals when I was little, so I've just always had music uh, around me. I was never really a good singer or performer, but I really enjoyed like making music. Um, just a note, that's not actually true. Yeah. But keep going, keep going. <laughs> well, it's just confidence, isn't it? So, um, you know, having something like music production where you can go over, you can do things again, you can get better at it. Um, you haven't got people judging you whilst you're on stage. You, you, you can hide behind the desk. Um, that's where I feel comfortable and I'm good at it. So... Um, yeah, so currently I'm, um, I have my home studio, uh, so I produce music for people, mainly women. And I'm also a front of house engineer. I'm shadowing quite a lot of bigger engineers at the moment, but I also work at a little cafe in town where I sound engineer there. So uh, we're really interested, I mean, we're talking, we want to know obviously about university experience and your experience in the, in the industry, real life experience. Um, but obviously from our point of view, we run the A-level music tech at Huntington Sixth Form. We've not done badly in the past recruiting some female students, but the ratio has always kind of tipped into the kind of the male majority. This year, both, we've not got any female students doing the, the A-level, which is a huge shame. We've got uh, complete all all male year twelve all male year thirteen testosterone Thursday <laughs> as it's become known yeah they've got they both they both got doubles on a Thursday afternoon so um, so what we'd we're really interested I mean we're, we're optimistic about September we've got kind of a and then the year eleven cohort that are interested in the course it seems to be very mixed which is good but in general 
do you think there's anything that maybe we can do? Uh, I mean, it's me and Tim that teach the course, so it's male teachers. Usually it's all it's majority male uh, students. Is there anything that you think we could look at, work on, or think about as a school, as a little department that could encourage more female interest, especially if it is, it seem, it's always going to be male-dominated to an extent, it seems, in, you know, now. Hopefully it'll change in the future. But how can we... It seems like once you get a few female students through the door, it's kind of fine and it encourages more. But we're worried now because we've had two year groups of all male. We're hoping that the door hasn't shut for potential students, if you know what I mean. I guess um, I'd say do a similar thing with what happened with me, sort of like approach girls that you think, you know, would be interested or maybe like Kat said, who don't want to perform as well, yeah. uh, as much, um, or maybe aren't as like confident in that side of music um, and sort of just like get them to, like encourage them to shadow um, uh, an engineer at Live Lounge or mm. other like music events or... But as you've as you said that, I've kind of thought, well, hang on, maybe there is an answer for why we've got all boys because the last 18 months, obviously, we've had no concerts. Mm. Um, I mean, that's not the sole reason, maybe, but we've not had the opportunities to kind of, you know, say like, oh, join in the sound team, shadow this person. But now that it's up and running again, maybe we'll have more opportunities to do that. It's interesting, though. We've got our Battle of the Bands coming, oh, up, yeah. coming yeah. up next week and all of the bands are all male, yeah. do you know what I mean? So... Oh. So again, um, you know, there's there there are some potential issues around, you know, m- maybe kind of live music, recorded music, mm-hmm. how um, how much the kind of the, the female students at school see themselves as part of that, and there's a there's a bit of visibility issue, isn't there? If you mm-hmm. if you don't see it, you can't you can't be it. How did how did you find that at school? Did you did you did you see girls doing sound? Did you did you see that as something that you thought you could be part of or? Um, I felt like it was very like, okay, the guys are doing their thing. I'm just going to get through uni. I'm going to, uh, A-level, sorry. I'm going to keep my head down, just get through it. Um, but that's something I want to I want to be. I want to be a role model for the people who didn't have role models. Like I didn't have anyone to look up to. I looked up to a male sound engineer and I looked up to male producers and male teachers and stuff, which is fine. But again, it's just like if you don't see yourself represented, you feel like you don't belong in it. So just having... Some role models, like even in schools, if you just teach about, you know, maybe like Griff, you know, she's an incredible producer and writes her own songs and produces it. You know, a lot of people who I've sort of looked up to, again, have been men in the studio, men performing, like you've just said, with Battle of the Bands. You know, it's difficult. Uh, I guess, and what's, what's the makeup of the courses like, do you know what I mean, in terms of, you know, like how many people were in your course, for example, Cat? Uh, there were about 40 people and, and um, five, six were okay. women. All right. And what's it like for you, Lyra? Basically the same okay. amount. So about 40 and then six or seven women. Going back through the decades when I was at university in 2004, we had, I think it was about 60, 65 on our course. And again, it was like five, five women. So it's not, it's not really changed. And that was, that's like 15 years ago now. We had, we had one, one female lecturer and four or five male lecturers but you were saying that neither of you or have you got one female lecturer? I've got one female lecturer she's a PhD student and sort of only teaches um, a seminar and everyone else is male. Mm. So you guys are going to change the world aren't you? Oh yeah. This is ace. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're out working in the industry Kat how does it feel to be working in a male dominated industry and are there any 
Are there any kind of things that you're seeing that are encouraging you that things might change in the future? Yeah, recently I've been going around gig venues, uh, meeting promoters, sound engineers, um, venue owners, event managers, and they all seem really positive to try and help. They all are aware of the issue. Um, And I think everyone kind of knows why women don't really want to go into music tech. Nobody really wants to talk about it. But they seem really proactive. They've invited me down to, you know, shadow, like sound check, set things up. You know, even after gigs, I just say, right, can I just lend a hand? I'll just show you that I am actually competent. I can do Mm -hmm. it. Um, But again, it's just confidence issue. You know, if you go up to them and say, I want to be a sound engineer, will you help me? Nine times out of 10, they'll say, of course, yeah, we want to get more women Mm. in the industry. Um, Obviously, you do get that one person who's just like, oh, I'm so tired. Let me go home, please. (laughs) But you just got to get over it. You know, it's difficult to be shot down. But at the end of the day, you're coming into their place of work, asking them for help, and they're not obliged to help you. So again, it's just having the opportunities available for women to be in these spaces Mm. without feeling like they're getting in the way. I was going to ask that question. Do you feel in your experience so far of the industry, are people kind of enthusiastic about getting more women into the industry? Because there was a brilliant, um, I think it's due to lockdown and all that, there was a brilliant online presentation talk by Interfilm. And it was more about audio um, careers in the film and TV industry. And it was brilliant because like from our point of view, obviously you automatically think music tech and music industry, but there's just like half half the jobs in film and TV are are sound and audio as well. So I've kind of started thinking about that with our career stuff. Um, But there was a big push. I mean, there was it was 50 percent of the of the professionals that were on the talk were were female and they were making kind of a big it was directed at kind of A-level students and there was a, they were making, um, making it really, really clear that the film and TV industries are, are actively seeking more kind of a more diverse kind of workforce. And I was going to say, does it feel like that is, I mean, if you've got your ear to the ground in the industry in general, or do you feel like there's more things happening to try and be more inclusive? Uh, so I think they are trying. Like at the moment, I'm on a, like an apprenticeship sort of thing for the, the music studio I work at called Level Opportunities and it's specifically for women and non-binary people to come into the the studio to just do what they want to do, yeah. you know, without the pressure of sitting behind and like a man and watching him. Quite interesting. <laughs> I was on a night out once and um, met some people who like worked there. There were a couple of guys and they were like, oh, it'd be really cool for you to like come down to the studio because I don't know, we just got talking to them. Um, and then they were like, yeah. And I said that I was going to... I just failed to do sound engineering and they were like, you should so like come down and stuff like that. But I sort of never got the chance to. The the, the advice that everyone, you know, everything that I kind of look into in terms of our career stuff to pass on to current students, the advice is always ask, you know, get work placements, ask if you're in a position to be able to do kind of work experience, of course. Uh, but speak to people in the industry, ask, 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 ask. So I find myself saying that a lot, but I've, I obviously with my career, I've not been in that situation where I've like called a studio or bumped into an engineer or like let you say a, a live gig say oh hi uh can I so I've not actually done that myself but like it's great to hear that like from your experience it does work so uh, I don't know how much you knew about kind of your courses before you went or how much you knew about opportunities to study music tech but thing is you're in your first year and mm. you've done a degree what what do you do Larry I mean you're in your first term what have you done so like first year what have you done so far in your degree course at the moment I'm sort of studying like four modules and did two 
um, different modules last year. So we've sort of covered live music production, which was really, really good. I think I'm going to pick that module next year. And that sort of involved just like setting things up, um, doing front of house and uh, monitor mixes, putting like on effects on stuff and like EQing things, which is really cool. Um, and then audio tech is an ongoing thing. So that's sort of the theory behind of sound, basically. Oh. Radio production at the moment. So we're doing like Vox Pops and uh, we're going to record a commercial um, and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, we've got into the studios. Like, so we're doing studio recording and mixing essentials. Oh, and we do desktop production. So, um, so that's like composition kind of skills. Uh, we're doing a remix at the moment, which is really difficult, and I'm not sure what I'm doing yet, but that's <laughs> a different thing. And just remind me, your course was sound sound engineering and... Music production. And music production. Okay, cool. So it's sort of a l like, I think that course incorporates like theory and like creativity and production. Plenty of hands-on experience, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. And um, as part of my year, my course, I think it's what you did as well. We've got a placement year in the third year. So that's going out into the industry for a year. Cool. So you, so you'll do a four-year course, and the yes. and the third year you'll be. So will, will that be placed in a studio or? It'll be whatever you want to do. Oh, okay. I guess. Cool. And it can be anywhere you want as well. So like you could go abroad if you wanted to, but I know people who've gone on to like do research on like psychoacoustics. Okay. Or um, live stuff, or in a studio. Cool. And and obviously you've finished your degree, Kat. So what? And it was your course slightly different from the one that Lyra's doing? I, did you say pop music production? Yeah, popular music production. So mine was more um, like creative. So I had like a performance aspect of it. Mm. So um, I was split between the computing engineering department and the music department. Um, so I had similar modules. So I had like um, audio tech. I had LMP. Uh, I had the studio. LMP, what was that? Live music production. Oh, okay, Sorry. cool. Nice. <laughs> DMP is desktop music production. Okay, yeah, cool. So I didn't do that. I did um, something called CCSD, which is computer composition and sound design. Um, so I think that, like behind that, it was more um, if someone comes into the studio and says, I want this sound and they make a sound, you have to try and replicate yeah. it with synths and uh, oh, yeah. stuff like that, which is really interesting. And we did mm. a remix as well to just try and branch out into different genres. Sounds right up my street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did uh, music and business. So uh, we made websites, we did music videos. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes, that's another thing that we just com like did. Um, it was called professional skills. There was a number of things that we did there. Like one was a research project, uh, which I did on the Mellotron, which was really oh, interesting. Cool. Wow. So cool. That's like my uh, favorite instrument, absolutely. Oh yeah. I've been in the room with a Mellotron once and be like, <gasps> almost like starstruck, <laughs> but it wasn't like on. It was. Like, it was. My friend was working in. This, well, it was in a studio but, uh, as an artist, but they were living in like uh, living in the flat above. So we'd stayed over and the studio was closed, but he said, oh, come, I'll show you around a little bit. And I was like, oh, is that a Mellotron? He's like, oh, yeah, we've got a Mellotron on one of the tracks, but I didn't have the guts to say, can we turn it on? <laughs> so I've seen one, but I've not actually played one in the flesh. That's cool. Did you do a year in industry? Did you have a placement year? So what what did you do with that year? Uh, I went to Yellow Art Studios in Sheffield. It was fantastic. It was the best part of uni. Um, just because I did learn so much in like the first three months than I did the whole time at uni. <laughs> Again, it's just getting out in the industry to get stuck in, really. So they have a, a music venue. They have a recording studio. They have an event space as well. So it's not just music. They did talks. They did a comedy night a couple of weeks ago. They also did rehearsal rooms. So you work with bands. Um, they had a cafe there. So you just met loads of really nice people. So it's 
like uni, you kind of covered a lot of bases. So if you did want to specialise, you could you could do that. But unfortunately, my placement got cut short because of the pandemic. So I was only there for a few months, but it was still incredible. I still have contacts there. I still speak to them. They do me favours. I do them favours. <laughs> yeah. um, I just can't wait to get back there. You know, they have contacts. Comparing your kind of full or just about full pandemic you know, a full degree experience of university and then compare that to your industry experience so far, what kind of do you kind of look back at uni and kind of laugh about in terms of, well, it's not really like that. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. what are the big surprises or differences in kind of what you'd think it would be like if you study a university degree and actually being in the real life industry? I think everything really. You have to take everything with a pinch of salt. You know, you can't really trust your lecturers telling you something's going to work when in the industry it might not work. Um, It's just, they're just there to give you as much advice as they can. Obviously, you're not going to be able to apply that to every situation you have in the industry, both in live sound and in the studio. You do have to take a bit of initiative. Um, I think that's where placement really helped because you sort of grow up a bit. You sort of learn to use your head a bit more, problem solve. Um, But in the studio at uni, you just had to tick some boxes to get an A. You know, it's not like that in real life. You have to actually talk to the artist. And if you produce something which you're not proud of, but the artist loves, you have to go with that. You know, you can't just say, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. You have a job to do. You have to listen to the artist and what they want. But yeah, a lot of the time, like I listen to music and sometimes I go, oh, that doesn't really sound great. But you just have to remember that it might not always be the producer that's making that decision. It could be the artist who might not be experienced enough in music production to make the decisions, but they're paying you lots of money. So yeah. you have to just... <laughs> it's almost like the customer is always right. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah. <laughs> basically. Of. You just have it to step a, back. Yeah, it sounds a bit like, my dad always used to say to me... Um, he said, oh, once you pass your driving test, then you'll start learning to drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of sounds like that sort of experience that, you, that you're describing there of the, you know, the real world kicks in, you suddenly learn loads. What would you say the most important thing you've learned since leaving university? Just getting stuck in, just meeting people, being a nice person. You know, nobody wants to be dealing with a grumpy sound engineer because they're going to be, oh, I don't want that person again. You're there to have a good time, like not just for the audience, but like the artist's it's their job. They want to enjoy being on stage. And if they're not happy, they're not going to have a good time. They're not going to want to come back to the venue because it doesn't just reflect on you. It reflects on the, the whole city. You know, I don't want to play in York again because the sound was really bad and they got a really rubbish sound engineer. So, you know, being nice. Yeah. Speaking to people like they're actually people instead of being like, oh, my gosh, there's this really famous person next to me. I need to not talk about anything other than music like a lot of the time they just they are people like you know even Paul McCartney wants a break every now and again I don't (laughs) think he wants to talk about music all the time Lyra what I know you've still got a couple of years to go so Mm -hmm. this might change over the next couple of years but uh, right now what what what's the dream what what area do you think you would like to pursue um I'd say it's probably between sort of two areas maybe I would love to get into like foley artistry so making like sound effects for uh, film music and then just like sound design for films kind of thing I do know someone who's uh, in that sort of sector and it just sounds so cool like is there any do you know of any modules where you'll get to have a, f- a go at that at uni um, or is it not yeah I think we've got a film music module so that'll be really cool um, and then I think it would be quite cool to do sound, like live sound as well mm. so maybe in a theatre or it would be quite cool to gig as well I guess or festivals I've always thought of our doing festivals <laughs> 
What about you, Kat? Ten years' time, where are you going to be? Well, ideally, only my own music studio with a venue so I can do live sound and produce and have lots of money. Yes. <laughs> yes. And lots of toys like Mellotrons and yeah. synths and um, stuff that I can't afford at the moment. I think, but, uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I think that's something that is really cool about doing music tech. It's just like a good excuse to play with cool toys, mm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, have you ever had any kind of kickback of, oh, what are you doing that for? There's no jobs in music. Do you know what I mean? What, like... You know, if, have you had those sorts of reactions and how do you cope with those sorts of reactions? Because we hear that a lot. Yeah. No point in doing GCC music because no one gets a job in music, mm. at which point I normally introduce myself. So, <laughs> Hello, I've got a job in music. But how, how, do, how do you kind of, have you, have you experienced that? Or how do you respond to that? I think I only really experienced that when I was at school. So like thinking about music GCSE or maybe thinking about music or music tech A level um, when Friends particularly were sort of like, oh, well, why would you want to do that kind of thing? But now that I'm sort of one step up at uni, it's definitely a more bigger prospect. Like it's, I don't really think about that anymore. Like, and there's not really people who are like that. That's cool. That's encouraging. (laughs) It can be scary when you're not in the industry. Like from an outsider's perspective, you might think, oh gosh, music, there's only the producer and the singer. What else is there? You know, but delving deeper you sort of realize there are more roles um that you might not see and the good thing is about music is you can adapt when you've been doing it long enough you not only learn to problem solve in your own field but you can apply that to everything else i think we're quite lucky being women people are actively looking out to employers i mean we don't want to be employed just because we're female we want to be employed because we're good at what we do Yeah, yeah yeah You know, this year, the amount of festivals that are emerging and popping up, you know, they're going to need sound engineers for those. And the amount Mm. of gigs that have been rescheduled. And so there is a gap and there are opportunities out there. Um, I think it's something that we're conscious about here um, that you kind of said it yourself, that idea of you don't know what jobs are out there, like especially as a 16 year old, a 15 year old GCC music student or a 17 year old music tech A-level student. That's something that we're trying to kind of combat because we're doing as much research as we can passing it on to the a-level student even like year nine the year nine homework the last week was to do a little bit of career well we, we gave them the slides <laughs> we gave them information to read just a bit of comprehension comprehension and, and answer a quiz but the point was to open their eyes that there are thousands of jobs to do with music music tech music industry film tv industry out there and if in year nine there's a little twinkle in someone's eye because they think oh foley artistry what's that who knows into you know they might start their path whereas you know if you get to university and you don't realize that there's all these jobs out there is it is it well it's not too late at all but do you know what i mean you want to you kind of want to say there's so many jobs out there so when people do turn around and say why are you doing that they want to be a live sound engineer or i want to be a radio producer Mm -hmm. it's like open it all up but yeah cool well look mr mr wilson or ian (laughs) what have we learned today oh is is this a plenary this is yeah (laughs) Um, well, I think there's some, some really positive uh, news that there's definitely opportunities out there for women in the industry. Um, I'm pleased to hear that there seems to be kind of an enthusiasm for attracting women to all sorts of roles in the music industry. And it's not as because you get that hor- horrible impression that it is because it's so male dominated that it just shut the door in your face kind of thing. So it's good to hear that some people out there are actively kind of um, encouraging more women to get involved in the industry and that when you ask for uh, help or you say, oh, can I shadow you or can I come and work in your studio for a week? People say yes. Yeah. 
That's mm-hmm. brilliant That's news. Cool. It's been really uh, cool to listen to you speak, actually, um, Kat, because <laughs> it's just like, well, these are things that I can do in the future now. Or like even when I get back to Huddersfield, like there's plenty of venues there where I can ask and shadow. Mm. And, and if, the they, if they say no, stuff. ask two more. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, um, if this, if you get shot down once, don't think, oh, just go, oh, oh, well, and ask two more people in that person's place. But that's one of my take homes, though. The, vi- the visibility thing is really important. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? How, like, even this conversation yeah. <laughs> is like, you know, and, and we, we need to do more. I, just, I mean, and actually, even you saying, oh, it's because somebody asked me to do yeah. sound that I am where yeah. I am. So, approach people. Yeah. It's, it's that being that, that, that kind of uh, approaching people. It's about, gaining confidence from being able to try things out on your own without someone watching over your shoulder and you know maybe there's something for us about creating a safe space for people to try stuff without us you know yeah "Yeah, well are you doing it like that are you (laughs) (laughs) i think that's really important yeah but cool thank you so much for coming in thank you that was really helpful um and uh yes as always if you're listening um feel free to check out resources and follow us on twitter and all that sort of stuff the hunt school music website and um cat are you on twitter or instagram or yeah i i'm on instagram so uh my tag is katrina dixon sound the uh, level opportunities is also a really good one to uh to follow for women and non-binary people in the studio awesome that sounds really cool thank you very much for coming in thanks for listening